and his fashion debuts in his three games for the Knights. Hey guys, so welcome to another episode of Who Gave Said the Mind. Um, so today I'm doing things kind of differently. Um, I decided to forgo the script format that I used for the first episode when talking, and I'm going for more of like an outline kind of thing where um, I don't have things specifically written down, but I do have like bullet points and stuff of what I want to talk about. So um, yeah, if, if there's any like feedback you guys want to give me in terms of how it sounds, how I sound, uh, do I make sense? Am I rambling too much? I would love some feedback. So please hit me up on Instagram, uh, on the emails, if my phone number, you know, call me. Um, if you don't, you know, something, right? Um, but yeah, so with that being said, uh, today I am going to review Tyler the Creator's concert, uh, a concert that my friend and I, Daniel, went to uh, a month ago on the date, actually. Um, and enjoy thoroughly, despite my allergies, uh, but more on that later. Um, yeah, no, Tyler, um, as a performer himself, has always been a 10. I watched him two years ago, roughly, um, at Gwinnett Arena, but now called Infinite Arena, for his Flower Boy concert, and that was life-changing for me. Um, but this concert, too, was just as incredible, even though I wasn't in the pit this time, unfortunately. Um, his uh, backup acts, the the, um, the opening acts, actually, uh, Gold Link and uh, Blood Orange were also phenomenal in their own way and hyped the crowd in their own uh, style and kind of their own l language in, in, in a way. Um, Gold Link was very much more like hype and kind of like, uh, in a way, sensual and very, um, I would say, kind of in your face, but in, in the best way. Whereas Blood Orange felt very dreamy and very, I don't know, um, kind of kind of like, I would say, cute, <laughs> for lack of a better word. But no, um, it was a very, very, very enjoyable concert, again, despite allergies. Um, so I guess since I've been mentioning that a couple of times now, let's just give you, let me just give you the context. So earlier that day, before I even go to the concert, um, I had a Blackberry uh, during my breakfast. And let me tell you, I am allergic to raspberries. And I then found out through eating that Blackberry that I'm also allergic to blackberries. See, when I um, have those reactions, I don't necessarily uh, swell up in the sense of like what you would consider uh, a, tr a traditional quote unquote uh, allergic reaction would be. I was more um, old man when I, when I, after I ate that uh, blackberry, uh, my joints hurt, my body was sore, I was sleepy, kind of cranky, you know, and um, I had a Zyrtec that didn't help, I, I took a nap, this is again, all before the concert, and I felt better, so I thought, okay, I think I'm, I'm pulling through, I think I'll be fine, and I, 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 I kind of was, and the Marta trip there was, smooth sailing it was free which was really really cool um, we didn't pay anything for both the parking and for the actual fare I think their credit card machine thing for their ticket whatever their pass their Marta pass uh, card was broken so Daniel didn't pay anything I already had a Marta card but I also didn't pay anything so it was very convenient very lovely very fun fun um, but again this is all leading up to the concert 
before we even went to uh, the actual venue, we actually decided to do a little detour because a friend of ours recommended that we go to this vegan uh, burger joint uh, called uh, Slutty Vegan. And uh, for those that aren't from Atlanta, this is like a very, I guess, famous, relatively famous to Atlanta, um, like vegan burger joint. And I've heard of it myself, but I've never visited. And Daniel, who heard it from my friend, you know, was like, okay, we've got to go. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. So we go to uh, Slutty Vegan and it's overwhelming. It's loud. There's a high energy to it. And honestly, like, I, the way I said it sounds bad, but in all honesty, it actually was really, really, like, cool. Because you don't see that in restaurants. It's very either fake and corporate, like, you know, like, welcome to Moe's, <laughs> versus th there were just people, like, genuinely having fun. Like, music was blaring, people were shouting, going, yeah, or whatever. And it was very overwhelming, but again, it was very, very um, fun. And that was even before we got our food. We just ordered everything, right? And um, I ordered this dish called, let me check my notes here, um, called the Dance Hall Queen. And that was like basically a, bur a vegan burger uh, with like this sauce they got and plantain and stuff. And it was very, very delicious. I won't say that that burger made my allergies worse. Um, but for some reason, the allergies that I thought I uh, was over kind of spiked up again so uh we go to the actual concert venue uh state farm arena through marta and we miss a uh, we i think we were just on time before anything opened and i was like okay i need to get merch so because i originally thought blood orange was performing first and if i'm being completely real with everyone um i don't know blood orange that well i know of him but i don't know of his specific songs or music, so I was like, okay, I, I can lose a little bit of Blood Orange, you know, it's not, it's not a big loss. Um, turns out Golding was performing, so that kind of sucked. But but I got merch, right? Went to uh, then as soon as I got to the um, to the ground floor, the the pit, um, it was just it was bedlam from there. Uh, lots of people. I mean, again, obviously concert. It was really really fun though, and I love that type of environment. Um, what I saw from Goldlink, however, was uh, actually very, very, uh, very cool. Um, I, I found out through through Goldlink that I didn't uh, know him as well as I thought I did. I was very confident that I was like, okay, I know like five, six of his songs. I'm sure he'll sing those and stuff, and I'll be able to bump, to, you know, groove and stuff to to those songs. And you know, there'll be a couple awkward spots. Oh no, no, I, I don't know this guy at all. Apparently, I'm a very fake fan. That being said, though, I really liked um, his performance. <laughs> Honestly, it was very high, very um, kind of like sensual with some songs, and then other others were like very just like you know get the crowd going kind of stuff. And it, it was really really fun. Um, and from what I remember, uh, Goldlink had this kind of energy that just made you want to like groove and stuff. And that's like what attracted me to. Uh, Goldlink himself, uh, just like listening to his music um, outside of that concert context. Um, for those that who don't know know him as well, he's a uh, hip hop uh, rapper and producer, I believe. And um, he he kind of like delves into this hip hop house kind of uh, subgenre. Uh, if house and hip hop had a baby, 
it'd be a little bit of gold link, right? Um, and honestly, he, he's a really fun, fun rapper to listen to. Um, my only gripe uh, with him is just his, I guess, inconsistency in his albums. Um, I've, I've really tried to get into Gold Link, and especially since I knew Gold Link was performing as um, as a starter, as an appetizer, if you will, to the uh, Tyler concert. I was like, okay, I gotta know my Gold Link lore. I gotta like listen to his stuff. And I listened to his stuff even prior to the whole Tyler Gold Link uh, tour thing announcement. I was like, okay, I need to listen to more. And again, it's kind of hard to get into Gold Link. There's certainly some songs that I think are absolute bangers and I really love, um, be it with um, Tyler the Creator and the song You Say with uh, Anderson Pack and the song Unique and even uh, the more housey remix uh, by I believe his name is Lutong something something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, then there's other songs too that aren't even remixed that are actually part of his original like work. Um, Have You Seen That Girl, Palm Trees, Late Night, and Spectrum. Um, again, he has really great highlights in his albums but it's just when it comes to the album as a whole it's very just inconsistent and that's something that's prevented me from becoming a real gold link stan instead of a gold leak uh fake fan right um but uh but i digress um again a very enjoyable start very enjoyable kind of uh tone set by gold link kind of like the hype that crowd up and again i kind of regret missing out on, not kind of I very much regret missing out on Golden because I did want to see him perform more um, but I caught all of Blood Orange so Blood Orange comes in um, and I heard of him um, but I didn't really know his music if I'm being honest um, Anthony Fantano um, he's a music reviewer for those who don't know uh, he reviewed his music before and again I'm familiar with the with the guy, but I don't really know him that well. So I came to the to the I guess spot knowing nothing about him. But what was funny was that everyone knew him. Um, it was through Blood Orange that I realized if, if Gold Link taught me that I don't know Gold Link as well as I as I thought I did, then Blood Orange taught me how um, old I am. I noticed that one, the crowd around me was very much younger than Dan and I. I mean, I'm 21 and Daniel's also 21. And I saw a couple of 30 year old people there, but there was a lot of high schoolers. <laughs> there was a lot of, um, you know, I, I'm not judging, of course. It was more a reflection on um, how old I feel. And I'm only 21. God knows how people that are 25 feel, right? Um, but yeah, no, there was a lot of, there was a lot of 17, 18, 19 year olds, uh, 16 year olds. One talking about high school stuff like oh what 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 uh, class period you have tomorrow blah 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 but then also like they knew Blood Orange and I had no idea who this guy was and they were singing with him and honestly back pain aside growing back pain aside from a resurgent aller allergic reaction um, from what I could kind of catch from not you know focusing so much on the on the on the back pain uh, Blood Orange was pretty. Good. And the, the the visuals that he had were were in, were stunning in the background. It was a kind of like a I don't know. It felt like you were like watching a music video as he was performing his stuff. He played guitar. Um, he had a whole like you know backup singers, a little band thing. So it was very much like live music going on. And honestly, from what I can describe, 
um, from his like music is that it's very dreamy. It's very um, very cute, a very sweet performance. And again, uh, the, the the youngsters, uh, <laughs> if you will, were were singing. We're singing. They were really loving his music. And honestly, I think had I not been so much in pain and had I not retreated before he actually finished, I would have enjoyed his um, bit in the whole concert a bit more than than I did. And it's a shame that, you know, I felt the way I felt, but you know how it is. Blackberries, they're, they always, they always, they always get you, or at least they always get me. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole performance as mentioned earlier, but from what I did see, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had to actually retreat uh, with Daniel. I told him, look, man, I can't take this anymore. My back hurts. I need some water. So we left the, 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 the pit and we retreated to the bar and that's where he got, you know, his beer and I got my water and I was just chugging it down because I was like, okay, I got to flush this shit out, right? So I realized that I felt like crap and I, you know, deducted that, okay, if I feel like crap, I don't think I should be in a claustrophobic space as much as I love being in the pit. So I decided with Dan, and I was like, hey, Dan, would you be okay if we weren't in the pit? And he was like, you know what? That's actually preferable. So I was like, okay, cool. So we decided to go to these, uh, to like, you know, the actual um, stadium arena uh, chairs. So that's where I sit. I talked to the guy, like, hey, look, I don't feel so good. Can I just like be here? And he's like, ah, oh, fine. Because he was very, I guess, adamant that I'd be on the pit because my, you know, I have the little pass that says it. I have the little wristband thing, right? So yeah, that happens. And then we just wait, we just wait. And I drink my water, I sit down, you know, I act very old man and then suddenly the crowd just roars roars um, with excitement because the first notes uh, of his song uh, Igor's thing starts to play and he walks uh, in onto the stage and everyone's going crazy I'm going crazy I'm yelling we're all excited and he's wearing his classic green suit and you know I mentioned it before I believe I mentioned it before I watched um, his performance um, two years ago uh, during his Flower Boy concert in what used to be Gwinnett Arena that is now called Infinite Arena and something that I've always noted about Tyler both just watching him in live and then watching him through like the Apple Music concert and and um, through through you know these Camp Vlognaut stream the man knows how to perform the man knows how to set a stage the man knows how to control the audience and from the very first start, he just commands this audience. And that's something that I really appreciate about Tyler. It's not just that he raps, it's not just that he sings, it's that this is, this is an experience. It's something that is kind of like a secret, if you will, between the audience and Tyler himself. And he had this incredible, incredible energy from, not, from speaking to not speaking from moving to not moving. It's just whatever he did, the crowd followed. It was kind of like how a conductor, you know, uh, moves an orchestra, right? Um, he just knows how to control it. And I think that comes from experience, but I just genuinely think just because he's just honestly a talented as hell man. But that certainly comes with experience over time. Um, you know, he played, he played all of Igor, or almost all of uh, Igor, his latest album, and it was in order too, for the most part. And there was just amazing things that he was doing. Like for example, uh, for for the song "Earthquake," he he just 
after Igor's theme ended, he walked to a piano and he just started playing um, Earth Earthquake. He just started playing the notes and 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 played um, everything by piano and the whole crowd without even him saying anything because he was silent. He was just like playing the piano. Um, they all started singing Earthquake. I, I was singing Earthquake too. I was not, not a great job. I mean, ask Daniel. I'm a horrible singer, but I still sing anyways because it's fun, right? Uh, but yeah, um, he just, the, able, the, the ability to move the crowd and to just sing without saying a word and just playing piano chords is just incredible. And he played all of Igor, he then played some of his older cuts, um, you know, bits of Flower Boy, bits of Wolf, some of, the, even some of his earliest, earliest stuff, um, like from stuff from Cherry, or not that Cherry Bomb was before Wolf, but yeah, Cherry Bomb, and then a little bit, I think a little bit of Goblin Femory serves, um, so again, I sang through everything. I sang, you know, uh, IFHY. I sang um, a lot of the Igor songs of I Think and Earthquake, Earthquake, <laughs> um, anything Flower Boy. Um, I didn't sing Tamale. I did, I did jump up and down, though. That was pretty hype. But um, yeah, I was still in pain. Uh, going back to the pain uh, part, um, I was still in pain when I actually was standing and I had to sit down between his songs because of just how I felt. But what was incredible about him, and this is just uh, what's incredible about this artist, because I, if you haven't caught by now, I really love Tyler, the Creator. He's like my favorite artist that I listen to. Um, he has this ability, for me at least, to distract me from whatever's going on in the real world, quote unquote. So when he had those pauses and he would you know, make jokes and kind of like, you know, mess with the crowd, my pain would come back. But as soon as he's like rapped or sang or the song started, I was like revived again. And that kind of like comes from uh, how I was actually introduced to Tyler the Creator. So um, way back when, when I was um, a high schooler uh, in the olden days, I heard through Tyler the Creator from like skater people that I used to hang out with. I was never a skater. I still can't skate. I think it's really cool. But uh, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, Tyler the Creator's great. Like, Wolf, Cherry Bomb, yeah, I love that stuff. And I was like, yeah. I knew of Tamale, probably. That was like the extent of my Tyler knowledge. So fast forward to, um, to I want to say sophomore year. Sophomore year of college. Um, I was going through kind of like a low point of my life. Um, kind of struggling with the concepts of love, you know, um, kind of struggling with the concept of you know who I am as a person myself and I was quite honestly depressed from it and out comes this album Flower Boy uh, that was kind of hyped up I, I heard about it just because I at that point I started getting into rap and I was really into Childish Gambino and and um, Kanye and dabbling with you know other artists Kendrick Lamar and stuff and all of a sudden Tyler the Creator, Flower Boy, and I was like, you know what? I never, I, I know of this guy. Let's just listen to it. My God, I have never more related with a human being that I've never met than with Tyler the Creator in his uh, effort with Flower Boy. Um, his raw and honest exposure of himself and his struggles with love, sexuality, friends, success, and feelings of loneliness and boredom were so relatable for me. I mean, um. I, again, I was I was feeling a lot with 
what Tyler was feeling, what at least he was expressing on that album. And to hear like another person say that made me realize, okay, I'm not as crazy as I thought I was, right? And that's honestly really, really, really uh, cool. Because um, you don't really get to um, feel that sometimes. Because sometimes when you are going through some kind of like mental health thing or some kind of crisis, be, be it identity or whatever, it, it feels very lonely. It feels very isolating. So to hear that from, say, a friend, to hear that from, say, a family member or a coworker or a therapist, whoever, is always nice. But it's also just as nice to hear it from an actual artist making art, right? So that was Flower Boy to me. And ever since then, I've been hooked on Tyler, the Creator. His sound, his aesthetic, his concerts, I mean, his humor, right? I, I've, I've more or less truly fallen in love with Tyler, the Creator. And again, just being introduced through Flower Boy set up for me to like look at Wolf and to look at Cherry Bomb. And by the time I watched his uh, watch uh, a concert uh, by him for the first time, I was like, okay, this is it. He's one of my artists. Like I will always listen to, always be hype about. So fast forward to today, and after that amazing life changing concert, I was very much in love with the sound. And Igor was the first album of Tyler that I was actually waiting for because I never waited for a Tyler album before. And when I first when I first listened to it, I was admittedly mixed feelingsy. <laughs> I was disappointed, but I also was unsure how to feel. I was kind of sad, kind of like okay, this is very different, kind of like unsure what to feel. And it wasn't until that I listened to it the third time that it clicked, and it clicked in a very emotional way. I was crying, sobbing, <laughs> right after it, because it, it finally made sense to me. Because I guess the first couple of times when you listen to a new album, you kind of focus on the sound of it, the production, and you're like, oh, this is very different from, from Flower Boy, from Cherry Bomb, from Wolf, from da-da-da-da-da. But then when you listen to the lyrics, it's honestly a very heartbreaking song. Or, it's not song, album. And, um, funny enough, just like how Flower Boy came in a funny time in my life, so did Igor. Um, I recently uh, dealt with, um, loss. Nothing to do with death, but just loss of friendships, loss of idealism, that kind of thing. And hearing Tyler's heartbreak over an unhappy yet passionate relationship was in a way, a reflection of myself. And that, I think that's the beauty of, of art when when done right, is that it kind of mirrors the soul of whoever is listening to or watching or looking or reading your works. So what Tyler had with Igor was something very, very special to my heart. And when Tyler was like, all right, here we have this concert thing going, I immediately told my friend, Daniel, we're going. And he was like, okay, <laughs> so we did. Um, and you know, going, 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 going back to the actual concert, it was not surprising that a, for an artist that have has already had such a deep impact on my life and made me reflect and like forget kind of the world in a way just through listening through Spotify, through albums and whatnot, through records. It's not surprising that he could do that in 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 real life on stage in a concert setting. I forgot about the pain. I forgot about everything. I just listened to his music. And one thing that I found really fascinating, it's kind of a meme within uh, Tyler, the Creator fans, is that this this man has asthma. Uh, his lungs are shit. And he has, I, 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 at least for the Flower Boy concert, I don't remember if it was for the Igor concert, but he had a inhaler with him and he actually puffed the inhaler. And 
the ability for him to move and jump around and rap and sing with all this heavy, heavy, fast-paced energy and still keep up with, you know, his lungs is just a testament to who he is as a performer. And I think it's a really big compliment to his ability to just entertain. Um, he, he actually did stop at one point. He was like, okay, look, I, I got to cut this whole... Because he was doing okra. And he's like, okay, I gotta cut this song like a bit short because I'm like out of breath and you know I got asthma and stuff. And everyone's just like, ah, it's understandable, more or less. And um, again, it just seeing that kind of physical, vocal um, energy from this man, it felt like I was watching a superstar already. It's like it's like it's like as if uh, someone was watching the Beatles when they were like, you know, our age, 21, 22, 20, right? And be like, okay, these guys are superstars. That's what it felt like for me, you know, at least for like my generation. And what I found was also epic, not just was was his actual performance as as a entertainer, as a as a performer, was the fact that he gave us a secret, and that secret was his alt versions of songs um, that he played in concert. So after he did Igor, he played his older stuff, Flower Boy, Cherry Bomb. Uh, some of his singles that he released in between uh, Flower Boy and Igor, Wolf, even some of his older cuts. But what's really interesting is that he had these alternate uh, beginnings to songs, and they were very cinematic, and they kind of beautifully built the mood. And something that I I don't I haven't heard from another artist. They just play the song in a live version or in a kind of like a remixed version in the sense of like it's done live as they have a DJ or whatever in the background kind of hyping the crowd up or whatever. But with Tyler, unlike those, uh, unlike say Blood Orange or Gold Link, he played a, a version that was nothing you've heard on Spotify, nothing you've heard anywhere else. No, he played the version that's kind of like a secret suddenly to everyone in, in, the, in the arena between him and the audience. For example, he played the song uh, IFHY, I Fucking Hate You. And the intro was a haunting, dark, unstable, cinematic, and excellent lead up to the original start of IFHY. For those that don't know um, that song, please listen to it. It's kind of disturbing. Um, basically, it, it, in short, the song deals with very strong and dark emotions from heartbreak. Um, Tyler loves this girl but also hates her because of how she makes him feel and he lyrically shows that in terms of like the dark lyrics of like you know i fucking hate you but i love you um we're good at being perfect we're good at being trouble you know kind of like the, the the paradox of what love actually is and even sonically you have those kind of like uh haunting kind of like synth notes that play and it kind of uh, give momentum to whatever Tyler is saying. Well, the intro to that was that times 10. It was more cinematic. It was more emotional. It was more dark, more unstable because literally it starts with a loud crack of thunder as if it's like stormy outside and the, the visuals behind him accompanied that. And then you suddenly get this like glitchy, loud, um, kind of like you hear those notes of ba da ba ba da ba ba da ba 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 da ba ba da ba ba da ba ba ba, right? And it's incredible. 
it felt like I was in a movie. And it's funny because Tyler's bio on Twitter used to be indie movie with a film with a budget or something around those lines. And it really felt like I was watching a film. Maybe not an indie film, but certainly a film. And the ability for that little, just that little intro, it was maybe 20, 30 seconds long. And then the actual song played. That heightened suddenly everything he rapped about on that song. Suddenly it hyped up everything that was heard just production-wise. And as a concert goer, that's such a special thing because you're, you're there to feel more alive. And just through that little alternate intro, you do feel that. And that's just not just IFHY. There was also a, another brilliant, brilliant example, um, See You Again, which I think everyone should know. It was one of her, his more famous songs from uh, the album Flower Boy. And um, like like IFHY, that alt intro kind of sets the tone for the rest of the song. So uh, it starts with a again another cinematic, kind of hypnotic, uh, triumphant but also bittersweet kind of beat where we kind of have this like marching tempo of this uh, sample of something like some, something around the lines of saying left right left right and then people in the background kind of like repeating that and um tyler himself was marching um kind of in line with the beat of the sample and then of like the the, the chords that later appeared and in behind him were a bunch of igors kind of tyler's um 3d images of tyler marching with him again at the beat of this kind of marching pattern and Again, like I, IFHY, amplify those feelings. For those that don't really know See You Again, See You Again basically is kind of comparing love as war, love as something that is unknown because it's such a vulnerable thing and you could get shot down uh, if you express those feelings. Just like you, get, you could get shot down if you get out of that trench or if you get out of a, a safe position to move forward. So... A marching-esque sample combined with the tempo that occupied it, combined with Tyler, again, marching, um, and adding uh, beautiful strings being played, kind of, uh, and, and piano chords, kind of already set your heart, kind of, like, already for this, like, love song. Because of what See You Again is, you know, um, if you guys know and if you guys care to look for the lyrics, you know, it's... Um, uh, can I get a kiss? Can you make? Uh, can I get? A, what was it? Can I get a kiss? Can you make it last forever? I'm about to go to war. So that marching bit and the war lyric that Kali Uchi sings, they connect and again it amplifies. And that's something again that I don't see in other artists when they do live concerts. They just play what is heard on the radio or on the Spotify, right? Tyler just loves to show you what his process is because um, Tyler once said in a podcast interview he said that his, um, he has like 25 versions of a specific song. I think it was Earthquake maybe for that specific interview. There's there, there's a cinematic version of Earth, Earthquake that he has not released yet, not shown yet. And he did that for Flower Boy as well. So it wasn't just, just an Igor concert thing. He did that for Flower Boy. He did this like beautiful like p uh, string kind of like loop of where this flower blooms. Um, and it, it's just so, it's so beautiful to me because it's just, again, a buildup kind of setting you into the cinematic world, this universe. He kind of approaches a concert as kind of a film, if you will, kind of like setting the groundwork, setting the mood, and then hitting with you with the actual song, which I, again, I find brilliant. So 
yeah, with all that being with all that being said, um, it's kind of frustrating that you that we don't get this thing. We don't get the the cinematic versions of every single song he's ever released. But it's also kind of cool because, like I said so many times earlier, it's like you 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 still need to share this secret with him, and the only way you can hear that again is through, you know, uh, YouTube producers reproducing what they heard in those Tyler concerts, and they're they're pretty accurate. Trust me, I've I've listened to them. But you don't get to hear that anywhere else, and it's just again, it's such an awesome privilege to, you know, you paid what you paid for that ticket to go see him. You you paid the gas, you know, the the Marta, the the whatever, whatever, however you got there, and you you get this you get this little secret, and you know, overall, despite my allergy, despite <laughs> being miserable <laughs> near the end of the concert, I thoroughly enjoyed what he had to offer, what Golink had to offer, what. Uh, Blood Orange had to offer in that concert. I think the whole concert as in general was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, I wish I was in the pit. There's always going to be regrets. Some things are out of my control, but I'm, I honestly was blessed and very uh, lucky to just experience that in person, not only with my best friend, but with everyone in that arena because we can all share that common experience. So I mentioned the allergy a lot, and you probably will be thinking, Okay, so it must have been over by the time you got home, right? This is more of an addendum to this whole review. Honestly, I, I sort of died <laughs> in the days following the concert. Not only did I have an amazing experience in this concert, but the next days were absolute hell. My immune system was messed up. I got canker sores. I suffered through pain. And um, I believe uh, what I said to my friends, like, despite all this shit that I went through, all the pain that I went through, it was honestly a very worthwhile experience. And I honestly would rate this concert, pain included, 9 out of 10. Pain not included, 10 out of 10. Um, again, Slutty Vegan was delicious. Marta was fun. Atlanta was fun. Tyler, Blood Orange, Gold Link, all fun. Crowd incredible. Allergies suck. Blackberries and raspberries can go to hell, if I'm being honest. If you're a fan of that, sorry for the controversy. Um, I just hate them. They make me they make me feel bad. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's basically it. Uh, kind of a dis kind of a story, kind of a review, kind of a uh, a look into my allergies and how they make me turn into an old man. Um, again. As mentioned earlier, this is kind of a new way of me doing this podcast, so if I seem very rambly or whatever, please, please tell me that. Give me a review. I really do appreciate that. Um, again, this was this was basically the episode. I decided to switch things up in terms of what content I talk about. Usually, I, the last few episodes especially, um, I went very political, so I decided to just you know, give you a little bit of who I am as a person. I'm more than just politics. I listen to music. I have allergies, and I eat vegan food sometimes very very fascinating stuff but again thank you so much for listening through through all this um my name is sebastian cadiz again uh if you haven't already please 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 follow this podcast on spotify so you can always get a notification or this will be on your radar whenever a new episode appears um follow me at sebastian cadiz um on instagram at uh, Chilean underscore Seabass, as in sight, Seabass, on Twitter. Um, hell, if you want to give me an email, uh, my email is uh, sebascadiz at gmail.com. 
um, you know, send, send me notes, send me uh, love letters or whatever you want. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned for next week. That's when we have another interview. Really, really exciting stuff. And uh, that's all, guys. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.